0: fomo my name's patrick mcginnis and i'll admit it i have fomo and since you're here i'm gonna bet that you do too but that doesn't have to be a bad thing if you learn to channel your fomo productively you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process this is fomo sapiens after hours the snackable show about how you can make fomo a force for good Hey, everybody, welcome back to After Hours. As you recall, last week, we had a great conversation with Susan McPherson talking about being a connector and connectivity and getting back to life and being able to talk to people at cocktail parties or networking events and not being, I don't know, a little awkward, which is very natural. I've certainly been super awkward myself. I apologize to any of you I've spoken with in real life that think, oh, my goodness, what's going on with Patrick? What I do wanna to do today on this episode of After Hour is talk about being a connector and how to connect with people because that's one of the things that often people say to me, hey, Patrick, you're really great at connecting. You know everybody. Well, you know, it's part of, kind of just the reality of that I like people and I remember people and I'm good at that. And if I meet you, I'm gonna remember something about you. A part of it is just kind of things that I've learned and built skills around over the years. And so what I wanna do is tell you what I think are the five things that work for me and then the three things that have not worked for me. I'll be honest about some of the things that I've done, I think, wrong over the years. Hopefully some of these will be of value to you, okay? So let's get right into it. What are the five Things that work for me in terms of meeting people and then actually keeping in touch with them and remembering them and knowing that I can get in touch with them later on if I have a question or if I want to help them with something. Number one, when I meet people, I know that I'm terrible. If I hear their name, I will forget it immediately. Seriously, I just don't have that kind of memory. I hear something, it's in one ear, out the other. I am much better with visual memory. If I see a name written down, I will generally remember it. So I make sure when I meet people, I try to write their name down right away. I'll either write it down in my notes or have them text me with their name. I just need to make sure that I see it on paper and then I have a much better chance of actually remembering who they are. And then I'll go back and look for it later on. Maybe, you know, in three months, I'm like, what was the name of that person? Well, if it's written down somewhere, I have a much better chance of finding it. I also have spreadsheets full of people's names that I've met over the years in different groups. And so I'm able to go and find those things. Now, I'm not super organized. I don't have like a CRM and I wish I did. Maybe I should have that. But it has worked for me so far generally pretty well. And the second thing is that I establish a digital communication a digital connection very quickly so i will either connect on instagram or linkedin or facebook right away and there's a reason if you've ever you guys you can't see it from your side but i have like 15000 linkedin connections I haven't met all those people, frankly, I'll accept just about anybody because I view this as a sort of a digital address book, but I like to connect with people on LinkedIn because I can find them later on. There's a picture, there's information about the person, and so it kind of jogs my memory about somebody I meet, or if it's somebody that I think I want to be more friends with, you know, we'll go for the Instagram or the Facebook, but I like to have that digital connection because, for example, say I meet somebody, you know, three years ago through a friend, and then I know I'm going to bump into them a little later in the Day, and I'm like, oh boy, when I see that person, God, what was their name? I can't quite remember. Well, I know on Facebook, if I look at our mutual friend, I can see if we're connected and I can find that person's name. Because you know what? I hate not knowing somebody's name because I know it's a weakness. And I also know that you have to call people by their name whenever you can. So that's number two, establish a digital connection. Tudo bem, meus queridos sapiens. Now, that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. Number three, when chatting with people, listen, one of the occupational hazards of having a podcast is that you start interviewing everybody you meet. And I think in general, uh, it's a quality that is a positive. And so I just try to ask questions that I'm interested. I'm not interviewing somebody and trying to ask obtrusive things or saying things like, oh, you know, how much did you make last year? Or like, how many kids do you have? Or whatever those things are that are just a little bit too personal. But I'm generally a curious person. And so I think anybody appreciates when you ask them questions that are generally curious that are coming from the right place where you're just trying to learn and connect. And that creates the basis for a deeper connection and real conversation. And then by the way, you'll learn stuff that you will remember. And so next time you see the person, you'll have something to talk about. So get into the questions, not obtrusive, but nice questions that actually get into the substance of what this person is about. Next, stay calm. So this was... (laughs) When I was much younger, I would get so excited when I would meet somebody new. I was like frothing at the mouth. It was very intense. People would just be like, this guy, Patrick, a lot of personality, you know, that's good. But boy, he comes on strong. And I I listen, I heard that feedback over the years. I listened. And so now I'm a lot Chiller, And what I tend to hear from people, which is really nice is, hey, you have good energy because I'm a positive person. I put things out there. I'm friendly and outgoing, but I'm not manic. It's not like you have manic energy. And so I think thinking about staying calm and not being too aggro and not being like, we should hang out every day and I'm going to text you 53 times and I want to know all your personal details and I'm going to just talk at you. That doesn't work it's it's not a good look. So you know I just try to manage that. And by the way, sometimes I mess up because I do get excited. And so it's something that I have to be aware of and have a little bit of self, I guess, control to not freak out, especially when I meet people that I've been waiting to meet or I'm excited to meet or we have a lot in common together. I just stay calm. Finally, do not transactionalize. And this can be really hard. You know, this the classic like, You meet somebody at a networking kind of thing and then you say, well, I can help you with these three things. And then you start asking them to help you with things and then you start emailing them and ask them to do stuff. And it just becomes like this weird I don't know, this weird connection where, and it's happened to me sometimes, it's like all of a sudden I met somebody for three minutes and then they want all these intros. And I'm like, boy, yeah, I just created a ton of work for myself. Like, why the heck was I ever nice to you? And so I would say, just recognize that when you meet somebody, yeah, if they offer to help you, do follow up, but, you know, just be smart and respectful about using other people's times and connections, because especially when you just know somebody, you know, you may know a lot about them. Maybe you've researched them and you feel like, you know, you know who they are or you've you have friends in common, but you have no idea what they know about you or what they think about you. And so you want to make sure that you build something a bit more organic. And we talked about that with Susan last week. And I think she has sort of the right take on that, but it's something worth thinking about. Now, here are the things that do not work, okay? And and if you do these things, you just stop right now because they're just not going to help you out. And any of the things you're doing in terms of meeting new people. Number one, stop being creepy or don't be creepy, I should say. And this is, by the way, this goes back to my sort of uh, overly excited ways of my, of my, of my tragic youth. I would be just a tiny bit creepy. I would, you know, maybe I knew I was going to meet somebody and I would find out all about them. And I would like start peppering them with questions like, so I heard you went to Roosevelt elementary school in Pensacola, Florida. (laughs) People were like, Oh my God, who is this guy? It's, Nice. You may know information about somebody, but maybe just let them tell you rather than telegraphing that you have deeply researched their entire life. And I think that can be really, um, really hard to do when you want to get at something in a conversation. But listen, I would say it's just uh, one of those things that the more you know about somebody and the more you kind of lean into that to the point where it's kind of like you've clearly been stalking them the more you can push them away and nobody wants that. Uh, so just be careful there. And especially in dating context, that, that happens all the time. It's like, oh, I know where you live. I drove by your house seven times last week. That's not that's not sexy. That's just creepy. So don't do that. Number two, do not spam. If you meet somebody new and you connect with them, you know, number one, I think avoid connecting with them on 14 different social networks. It's like, if I just met you when we connected on LinkedIn um, and then I get the Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Uh, (laughs) clubhouse email all in the same day, like, wow, that's a lot. Let it be a little bit more organic. And if I've I've offered to help you with something and you email me and I don't write back, you know, uh, be patient, right? Because maybe you follow up with me in a week to make sure, but just, you know, I always find that spamming turns people off because it, it starts to create this this notion that maybe you're 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 transactionalizing or that you're high maintenance or just difficult to deal with and everybody's busy. so you just want to let things happen on their own speeds. And finally, avoid thoughtless follow-ups. So this is one that I really dislike and I just want to put this out there. If you are offered an introduction by somebody, for example, say I say, you know what? I'd be delighted to introduce you to my friend X,YZ, uh don't send me an email that says okay great thanks for offering to intro me just intro me that actually creates work for me because then i have to craft a paragraph about what this is all about Make it easy for people to do the things that they've offered to do for you. Send them a nice email, a clean email, and a fresh email without all the history with exactly what you need, a paragraph of reference that they can just forward on with a tiny little note. It takes two seconds for them. Because I can tell you, when you start creating work from people, especially after you've just met them, they're probably just gonna hit the old control delete and then all the work you did networking will be for naught. So those are my five yeses and three no's. I'm sure you have your own. So if you wanna share them, just. Share them with me at Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, or send me a note at let's connect at Patrick I will share some of them in the future if they uh, are different or interesting, which I'm sure they will be. So send them my way. And until next week, take care of yourselves. FOMO. Want more of FOMO Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at McGinnis.